This is In the Word, On the Go, the podcast where we look at one verse from God's Word for 10 minutes of your day. Welcome to In the Word, On the Go. I'm Champ Thornton, your host. Whether you're listening by yourself or with a family, this podcast is here for you to spend 10 more minutes in God's Word while you go about your day. In each episode, I get to interview one person about a favorite verse from the Bible. And today I get to welcome back Melissa Kruger. Melissa serves as the director of women's initiatives at the Gospel Coalition. She is also the author of a book called Five Things to Pray for Your Kids and another called Growing Together is for women who want to mentor other women. And her latest is a great kids book called Wherever I Go, I Want You to Know. So I recommend these books to you. Her husband, Mike, is the president of Reformed Theological Seminary and they have three children. She also blogs regularly at the Gospel Coalition website and you can learn more about her and her writing at her website, melissabkruger.com. Melissa, great to have you back on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. It's good to be back. Absolutely. So what verse do you have for us today? Yeah, it's actually one that's hidden kind of in the midst of Isaiah. Um, and it's one that has just really struck with me. It's Isaiah 58, 11, And it says, and the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your desire in scorched places and make your bones strong. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. So Melissa, no one has chosen this verse yet. It's hidden right in the middle of a huge book of Isaiah. So why this verse? Bring us into that story. How has the Lord used this verse in your life? Yeah, I remember stumbling upon this verse. It may have been I was doing a study of Isaiah or I always read the Bible through in a year. So it was one of those two spots. And I remember reading it and hearing that phrase, satisfy your desire in scorched places. And I was honestly, and I have been even in this past year in the midst of what I would call scorched places. It's been a hard time. And I think we all have those hard times when we look at our life and things that were once fruitful and green um, feel burned up and they feel pretty scorched and they feel like, oh, you were expecting fruit to be growing and now it's just burned to the ground. Mm -hmm. And a scorched place is a place of death and destruction. And you kind of picture a fire going through Mm -hmm. and like what's happened on the West Coast when these fires go through, you picture that. Right. And here's what God says. He's going to actually satisfy your desire there. And you are going to be like a watered garden in a spring of water. whose waters don't fail. So it's this very hopeful verse in the midst of this very dark landscape. Wow, that's fascinating. So let me read it again for us so we can get it in our minds. This is probably not a verse that all of us have read recently. So this is Isaiah chapter 58, verse 11. I'm reading out of the Christian Standard Bible. God's word says, The Lord will always lead you, satisfy you in a parched land, and strengthen your bones. You will be like a watered garden and like a spring whose water never runs dry. Whoa, that is a great verse. So if you were sitting down and talking to your kids and explaining this to a younger age group, what would that sound like? Yeah, I think one thing, this verse has actually come up with my kids mm. and um, there can be scorched places in our lives when we're young. It can be maybe the sports team that you didn't make that you really thought. And it just feels like, well, that's over. Mm-hmm. I, I I didn't get on that team. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to get to do this. It can be maybe you didn't get the same classes as your friends. And it just feels like a place that, well, that, that, 
that dream is over. And, and we're, or maybe it's, you made the team, but then you tore your ACL in the first week and you're, you're just like, it's done. And so I think what I would say is what this verse promises is that the Lord's actually guiding us into that. It didn't happen randomly. It's not something we have to fear that this was some accident or whatever, but that he guided us to it. And he is actually seeking to satisfy our desire in it. We thought what was best for our life was making the team or being healthy and all those things, which we all hope for. But he says, no, I'm actually going to do something different in your emptiness. I'm going to fill you in a way that you will know it's only through me, you're full. It's actually going to speak to the watching world that in the midst of this scorched place, I am so full in you that I'm going to fill you so that you're going to be like a spring in the midst of the scorched and parched land. And so I think what it, what it speaks to me is the worst things that we might face that we think are only full of destruction. God can actually fill in such a way that it overflows um, with good things from our life. And that's so encouraging that our outer circumstances can be bad and he can be working good things in our inner circumstances. Absolutely. So let's go there a little more deeply then. So why would the Lord do this? If he's going to set up everything the way he wants it to be set up, why would he want to set up the world to run in a way where he's going to put us in a parched land and yet satisfy us? What's going on there? Does his word give us any clues about that? Yeah, I actually think to James, when James says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect that you might be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Mm. Okay, so it's interesting. He actually takes us to a trial, which is often a lack of something, mm-hmm. to make us perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Because actually our greatest need is not that our outer circumstances are all fulfilled. Mm. It's that our hearts are suited to our circumstance. And so what the Lord in his grace does is sometimes he removes what we think we need. So we will learn to rely on what we really need, which is him. Wow. And so I think, at times our outward, even really good things keep us from the best thing, which is himself. And so he says, I'm actually going to take away the things you think you need so you can see that I am the greatest need in your life. And that's painful. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that that is this Pollyanna, but, but he's so faithful in the midst of that scorched and dry and parched land to give us life. And we will, we will not think it was this other thing. He will say, I'm going to leave you in a place that's so dry and deserted that you will realize the only goodness here is me. And we will see that more clearly. And the more clearly we see that, actually the better off we are. Yeah. I try to tell my kids sometimes that these hard times we go into, we would never choose them going into them, but looking back and seeing how God met us there, we would never choose not to go through them having gone through them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what do we learn about what God is like from this verse? Because that's always a really good question to ask when we go to any place in God's word. Mm. Who's God in this verse? What would you say? Yeah. I think one of my favorite things when I see it is the Lord is with you. He's guiding you. It's continually. He's there in the midst of the scorched place. He's there in the hard places. I think we can wrongly assume our lives are accidents and we're kind of just in this cosmic pinball machine wondering what's next Mm -hmm. and to hear, no, he's guiding you continually and he has a plan 
And what I find so helpful is to know he knows me better than I know myself. So he actually knows the plan he puts me on is better than what I would put myself on (laughs) because I actually don't know what I need. Mm -hmm. And so he is there with us. And I think when you look through all of scripture, the antidote to do not fear is always for I am with you. Mm -hmm. And so at the beginning of this promise is he's guiding you. He's with you continually. And therefore he will do these things. And so that's, I think, the wonderful thing that our God is all present and he is with us. Yeah, he came down in Christ and walked in our shoes, walked those paths of pain. And by his spirit, he comes and walks with us in our trouble even now. So moving from God then to us, what should this verse motivate us to do as we think about it? Yeah, I, I think it really motivates me prayerfully. Lord, make my bones strong. Give me endurance in this. Make me like a well-watered garden. You promised to do so. Let me cry out to you in this place that feels hopeless. Let me be a person of hope. Johnny Erickson Tata talked about that a lot, that sometimes when we face excruciating circumstances and someone sees you living as a person of hope in them, she called it a spectacle of glory. She actually goes back to Moses and talks about him with the burning bush. It was burning, but it wasn't being consumed. Mm. And she says, hopeful people in the midst of excruciating circumstances are in a sense burning, but they're not being consumed. And it says something to the watching world. They stop and they say, whoa, there's a burning bush, but it's not being consumed. What's happening? And so I think one of our best witnesses is in these scorched places. When people see waters flowing from us, it makes them say, tell me about your God. Hmm. Um, And so I think that's the hopeful message that we can pray that God would use our stories and even the hard parts to bring glory to him and to bring people home to him. That is such a great application from Moses and the burning bush in Exodus. I love that. Melissa, thank you so much for your time today and being on the podcast again. It's always good to have you here. Could you just close our time by praying this verse for all of us? I'd love to. Father, um, we thank you that you promise to guide us continually, um, that you lead us, um, and that you actually satisfy our desires in scorched places. So Lord, we pray and ask that you would make us strong in the hard things that are going on with all of our lives today, and that you would help us to not just survive, but to actually thrive in, in these scorched places, that you would allow us to be people who overflow with love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and all the fruit of your spirit, that they would overflow even in the midst of barren lands, that we would be able to show the world our God is so great that even when we are lacking, we do not lack what is most important because we have you. So Lord, we ask that you would do that. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how encouraging it is. And Lord, we pray that you would give us eyes to see your continual presence among us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to In the Word on the Go. For more information about this podcast or to listen to past episodes, visit wordonthego.net.